it's Erin with Tall Ships America, and you are listening to A Bark, A Brig, and A Schooner, Walk Into A Bar. It's the mini-sode. Actually, this is a little bit more of a mid-sized episode, but I hope you enjoy listening to the philosophical musings of Captain Andy Ellers as much as I did. So, Andy, welcome. Well, thank you so much for being here, Andy. Do you mind introducing yourself and telling me where you are? It looks very green and lovely. Um... <laughs> Yes, I'm Andy Ellers. I am. I live in a place called Lake Forest Park, north of Seattle, Washington. Um, and yeah, I guess you asked what I'm, where I am, what I'm affiliated with. It's, <laughs> it's a bit of a grab bag. Um, I've had a long career in it, um, in sailing, in all things maritime. Not always sail, a lot of power. But these days, the career I've made for myself in the last decade or so um, has kind of been anchored by a regular gig as captain of research vessels for the Applied Physics Laboratory at the University of Washington. And that works out, it's kind of like an on-call, half-time, part-time, temporary hire for 12 years thing. <laughs> and I fill in, when I have gaps in that, I fill in with um, relief work. It's relief captain. In the last few years, I was on the Perry, go back a few years, the Mystic, Virginia, some of the ocean classroom boats. But then I also do relief work on small power cruise boats in Southeast Alaska. So I, oh, cool. I really mix it up. I've got yeah, a grand career. <laughs> I keep it interesting. You do, certainly. We'll definitely get into that in our follow-up interview in May. Yes. <laughs> yes, a little teaser. A little teaser, exactly. Yes, I right, can, I'll you... send you my resume. Yeah. I... <laughs> oh, good. That'll save me the research. <laughs> All right. So, are you ready to get to it? Our 12 questions? Okay. I had okay. forgotten that there were 12, but go that... for it. <laughs> There's uh, a lot of a hesitation there. Do you have enough time? I know. Yeah, seriously. Okay. What is your idea of perfect happiness? Okay. Um, full disclosure, you did mention this, that you, you sent these questions. Yes. And I, I read this first one and I gave it perhaps too much thought. <laughs> I gave it a lot of thought. <laughs> and something I realized was that part of what makes me happy is when I'm in situations and just kind of am rolling with it and kind of the improvised and, and just, you know, be in the moment kind of thing. And that told me that, okay, I'm really overthinking this first one. Don't read the rest of them. So <laughs> I've heard your podcast. So I kind of remember what a couple of the questions are. So the rest of the questions are gonna be really off the cuff. But this one I did give a lot of thought to. Okay, all right. Because happy, happiness is important. And we've all gone through a lot in the last year. Yes. Um, okay, happiness. For me, um, I'm going to give you three different points <laughs> at which I'm happy. And then I'm going okay. to tell you the connection I've made. Is One is you mentioned the green around me. I'm on better than a half acre of woods here. Ooh. And... Mm -hmm. I just, I can't even say I'm a gardener. I'm like a landscaper. I'm a nature scaper. I'm restoring this forest. Cool. And I build like rockeries and make it 
it's naturescaping kind of, sure. it's yeah. nat naturalizing, yeah. which is a, not to digress, but it's very interesting. It's the only one word oxymoron in the English language. Maybe you'll edit that one out. Um, <laughs> but the other, the other two, and this will all loop together, is you know, because you just saw my Instagram, <laughs> that this past weekend I was skiing, yes. and I deeply, deeply love skiing. That's like my favorite activity. And okay. of course, the topic of the podcast, the reason you're talking to me, is sailing. Right. So you take the, the landscaping, skiing, sailing. I'm thinking these are like the times I'm the happiest why? And I think that it's this to take actions within the natural world, which result in something bigger. I mean, when I'm, yeah, I pull together a rocker, you know, I pull rocks, I build a brush pile, I, I, I salvage some trees from one spot and lay them in in a way that, that they might have occurred naturally and then over the years they they fill in and they look just like the forest developed skiing you're going down the hill and with very little effort i mean just a little bit of body movement you're going you know 30 40 miles an hour and it's exciting and you get back to the off the cuff improvised thing you're like through the trees and in deep powder it's you know it's this in the moment just it just playing off of gravity, you're right. able to do things which the human body could not do on its own. I can't run a tenth as fast as I can ski. Right. You can go so fast. And then the sailing, which brings us to, I find myself on ships regularly when we're sailing, kind of having a moment where I'm busy and all these details, but then I'll find this little quiet moment where I just stop and appreciate that I've got 100 tons, 500 tons of ship scooting along, like, and we've got no engine running. It's like, it's just the natural world, the wind, you know, and you're able to do something. You, you set those sails and you're able to cause this enormous thing to happen. So it's this, it, there's this amazing, happy feeling of, when you can do a little thing and you're the catalyst for bigger things happening, which are mm -hmm. really enjoyable. Mm -hmm. um, and it's not out of control. I mean, it's the whole, um, do you know the poem, the uh, one ship goes east, another west? No, I don't. You heard that? I haven't. Oh. Um, and that one I don't know by heart. So we're, <laughs> I'll have to look that up before okay. we do the writ. But it's this um, one ship goes east, another west all in the same self wind um and anyway and it's about it's not the wind that's blowing but the way you trim your sails that determines the course in your life oh okay so two ships you can go entirely different directions and right. you're accomplishing these things anyway sorry okay. <laughs> getting, a little, getting a little philosophical I just getting, like, we're only on the question number one this is supposed to be a mini so dandy <laughs> oh right okay we'll speed through the rest no that's okay you don't have to but one word answer that's, so I'm, just I'm sure that's enough on happiness <laughs> no it was very thoughtful I appreciate it okay so the next one's a little bit easier or okay. not I don't know I don't know I'm not sure what to expect now um what is a must-have when you are packing to get underway 
believe it or not, I always bring a flashlight. I know every ship's got lots of flashlights, but <laughs> odds are they don't work <laughs> or, or they are very specific. They're in that one bracket right next to that one right. hatch and everyone's <laughs> counting on that. So it's good right. to bring your own. Um, so, and, and I've actually got this little cloth pool bag that has duplicates of a lot of things that I, it, oh. so I just grabbed this little tool bag and it's got a flashlight. It's got a spare wristwatch, a spare oh. knife, a spare set of my reading glasses, yeah. you know, yes. all those little spares. Um, the other thing, oh, I was just talking to somebody the other day, <laughs> learned, I mean, you're talking getting underway, but getting to getting underway. Mm -hmm. um, is so often has to do with you got to fly there, and on more than one <laughs> on, on more than one occasion, I've made it to the ship, and the ship is about to depart, and my luggage didn't make it. Oh, yes. so something that I always pack in my carry on <laughs> is a change <laughs> of clothes. <laughs> yes. So that's and it also, if you want to take it, the next step is. And the greatest joy in the world on a layover, I love me a pint of beer and a basket of fries. But even better than that on a layover is a shower. Ooh, and yes. once in a while, you're in these situations where in the airport, you can take a shower. Yes. So having a change of clothes yes. is <laughs> excellent. Always have a it change of is. clothes in your carry-on. <laughs> All right. Well, this is a good segue then. What is your favorite journey? The, my knee-jerk reaction is the next one. Ah. ah we, can leave which, it at that. we can leave it at that and have people just ponder it for a minute. Yeah, it, okay. And I'll say because it's, it's nice because it's out there, but it's also planning is such a I joy. And, and dreaming and brainstorming. Yep. Um, but if somebody wants a destination, they do a hell of a lot worse than going to Southeast Alaska. I knew you Everyone should that. go to Southeast Alaska. I knew you were going to say that. So what do you consider your greatest achievement? Maybe this will be a little philosophical. I'm not going to be a single point like, oh, that one time I hit that one goal. I'm going to mm -hmm. say um, with tall ships, America, when was that, that we had a whole session? Oh, it was the crew day of the conference when we had a whole session on mentoring. Yes. And I threw out with this group of captains that I absolutely would not have the career. I, I just would not even be in this industry if that very first, it was just a summer job, just gonna be this one time, this summer job, but the captain of that ship was such a good mentor to me that I learned from it. And once you learn from it, you want to keep going. Right. And that mentoring thing, I really think of it as, you know, it, it's a chain. And mm -hmm. not just what he taught me, but how he taught me, then I, I kind of consciously think about passing that on and making sure that crews are getting the opportunities they need so that they, if they want to, can keep going with it and see right. what it's about. So I would say my biggest achievement maybe is this 
the fact that I, I recognize the mentoring and I'm, I hope, a link in that chain. Oh, that's awesome. I like that. Uh, if you were to die and come back as a person or thing, what would it be? Wow. Um, come back as a person or thing. Okay, I, I, I feel like all my answers are nonspecific. I'm not going <laughs> to tell you a, you know, I'm not going to say I want to be Ben Franklin. Um, <laughs> now, and this will seem, maybe sound a little weird, but I would like to have a redo of myself, but with some of the settings changed because I have no regrets. I lived a great adventuresome and it continues. I'm having a great life, but I have to say there are times when I see other people in the industry who they have settled into a situation which is so exceptional for such a long time. I mean, I think of some of the captains up in Maine where I began and they're into 30, 40 years in that one geographic location in some cases with one ship and they just know it so well. I've got that, you know, my experience is a mile wide and an inch deep and I don't have quite the same amount of depth. Um, and just kind of like, if you could go, if you could go into my settings and dial down the wanderlust. Okay, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And, and let me redo, because I would be very interested to have that other, um, because it, you know, you each, there are things from each type of life you get. Uh, yes. the, I'm the, um, do you know, oh, I'm going to keep hitting you with poetry. Do you know the Robert <laughs> Service poem, uh, the, the Men Who Don't Fit In? No, I am not very well versed in poems, so <laughs> I'm pretty There's much guaranteed a, to not know it, unless it's like E.E. E. Cummings or something. <laughs> well, this is, Robert Service was this, he was like the poet laureate of the, the Yukon, the Klondike Gold Rush. Oh. And some of his poems are immensely long. They're like the cremation of Sam McGee. These, but this is this, um, there's a race of men who don't fit in, a race that can't stand still. So they break the hearts of kith and kin and they roam the world at will. They range the field and rove the flood. They climb the mountain crest. Theirs is the curse of the gypsy blood because they don't know how to rest. If they just went straight, they might go far. They're strong and brave and true, but they're never happy with things that are. They want the strange and new. Anyway, um, it, it's got a couple more stanzas, but that's that kind of thing. It's like you do all these great things, but you, you miss what would happen if you sat still and really learned one area better. I, sorry, this was an immensely long answer. <laughs> you know, they all are, so, but that's okay. <laughs> Yes, I guess you're that's learning. Okay. The that's questions okay. are supposed to teach you something about me, and that's what it's teaching. I'm long-winded. Absolutely. There are no right or wrong answers. What is your most treasured possession? Okay, I've <laughs> I'm going to tweak your question a little because I don't like <laughs> the word possess. Oh, okay. All right. That's okay. okay. I'm just, I'm going to say what I most treasure, and that's that right. would be... Um, that would be my daughter. 
She's, I mean, and that sounds like a slam dunk. It's like, you know, almost corny, but um, she's just <laughs> my favorite person in the world. And um, yeah, she's just, and I guess I would, ex you know, if you wanted to keep going, the, it is the people. It's like, if, if you took a, my powder skis away from me, yeah, I could get some new ones. Um, if you, if my house burned down, yeah, I could find another one. But the people, it's, you know, her and um, my best friend right now, for my 60th birthday, she reached out to every one of my friends she could find. Yeah. And if you heard about like tribute.com. I haven't. It's this online like video montage creation. So people all over can submit oh, these little videos. Cool. And yes. I got this like 45 minute hour long oh. video of all these people. And it was such a reminder of sure. all the people who were so special in my life. Right. And they in turn are, are talking about, you know, what yeah. I've contributed being in their life. So yeah, the people is, yeah. is what I treasure. Okay. I appreciate that. Oh, this is going to be a good one. I'm just going to say we, this is a mini-sode. Yeah. Are, <laughs> are you trying to indicate something? I'm just, I'm just preparing our listeners. Who are your favorite writers? Okay, the, uh, sorry, long pause there, because my mind is going straight to what I think you're asking, which is name an author, or a couple authors, but right off the bat, what I would like to say my favorite writers are journalists. I'm like, I, I think that is so important, and I'm a little bit biased, because my father was a journalist, so I grew up, was supported by um, I really respect it. I'm still one of those dying breed of, I'm a daily newspaper subscriber. Every ah, morning in my pajamas, yes. I walk out in the driveway and get my newspaper <laughs> yeah. and I sit down with it and a cup of coffee. And, mm -hmm. um, but if you want an author, if someone wants a recommendation, I would say David James Duncan. Okay. Who some people may know for The River Why but he's done other things like The Brothers K, which is maybe the best American 20th century novel, which is mostly unknown, or River, <laughs> or he's got a great, he does both fiction and nonfiction, and he's got a collection called River Teeth, which pairs up a piece of nonfiction and a piece of fiction, which it sort of inspired. So David okay. James Duncan. Who is your favorite hero of fiction? Okay, now maybe you just put this into my head because of something you just said, but I'm gonna maybe come way out of left field here and say my favorite hero of fiction would be Mary Poppins. I was not expecting that. Yes, I didn't think you would. Um, <laughs> well, to me, it's like, there's a couple elements. Everyone, if you just think superficially, she's just like, She's almost like a good witch. She just right. appears and she's got magic. And, and of course, I've never read the, um, is it P.L. Travers is the author? I think I you're think? right. I yeah, I think you're right. Um, I think you're right. I mostly base this on the first Disney movie. Yes. But think a little further. She kind of doesn't do things herself. She helps to show people 
what they already have and what they themselves should do. She, she, instead of being a guardian angel, she's like a guiding angel. Yes. And the other thing that I think sets her apart as like a hero is the fact that she very specifically takes no credit. And especially in these days of celebrity culture, I think the biggest heroes are the people who are like the unsung heroes, the people right. who aren't doing things because of fame or because of right. hoping for, you know, the book deal or something. No, right. they're doing right. things and like, here, I'll loop it back to the industry. I mean, there are so many people working on call ships and sail training ships and environmental ships that are doing these things and they will never, you know, they'll never get big recognition, mm -hmm. but they just know it's the right thing to do and yeah. they're helping out individuals and that helps us out as a society as a whole. Agreed. Okay, when and where were you happiest? I'll do a callback. I'll loop okay. together several things I've mentioned. Um, <laughs> my daughter I mentioned, Zoe. There's something with, you know, there's this, I discovered there was this point where, you know, at first you're dealing with your child as a child. Right. And then they get later on old enough that, yeah, they've got their own life. They don't, <laughs> they don't much want to do with their parents anymore. <laughs> but in between there is this little narrow window when for me, it was just the, it was just the perfect spot and it was um what's the word not crystallized it was the the epitome of this was two years ago and three years ago we took these we were regularly skiing together already mm -hmm. and three years ago we went and spent a week skiing in whitefish montana two years ago we spent a week skiing two days each at three different resorts at lake tahoe wow. and it was just like it was just like two best buddies taking a ski trip and I just, I was so happy. And it was, yeah, it was just fabulous. I will never forget those trips and the fun I was having skiing with her on those trips. Oh, I love that. <laughs> uh, what is your most marked characteristic? Well, if I ask you to describe that, you would probably say, well, you're long-winded this. Um, you know, in its, in its own way, and this will sound like I'm, I'm kind of down on myself or something, but it's almost, I mean this in the best way possible. I think my most marked characteristic, that's a hard word to say. Mark, it is, mostly I'm thinking about it, I know. Mark, um, I guess would be, my inconsistency, but in a good way, right? Yes, yeah, charming. I mean, it's like, it's, it's charming. <laughs> I'm glad you see it that way. Yeah. I both am the person who, like, gets together all the neighbors for playing bocce together, and then at parties, sometimes I'll be the one quiet in the corner. I, so it's, it's just that, yeah, I could be gregarious and quiet at the same time. I, I could be a little ADD because I've flittered, you know, but then sure. when I get on one thing, I don't think that's OCD. What is it when you really? Well, I call it tunnel I'm, vision, but because <laughs> I get yeah. the same way. 
Uh, what is it you most dislike? Intolerance. That almost sounds like a joke, right? Because he's like, the one thing I can't stand at all. Uh, yeah, exactly. The irony is not lost. Is that what, yeah. <laughs> but I'll accept it. Um, it's, it's our questionnaire. We can do whatever we want. That's just the thing. It's like when people get on each other and don't allow other people to make their own choices. Right. Right. It's, and that's, I think that's one of the reasons that once I came West, I've always, I don't want this to be down on the East Coast or anything, but as I came West, I found there was this more tolerance, especially when I was like living in Montana, when I was up in Alaska, it seems like you get the absolute like political spectrum. You have people, next door neighbors could be absolute at either end of the political spectrum, but they both completely tolerate each other. It's like, okay, I can respect them. They've got their views. They don't try and change each other. Right. And, you know, God forbid somebody's car slips off the road in the ditch. The other person is going to be right out there helping them. They're right. helpful. They don't hold it against them. So, yeah. Right. Okay. We should okay. all be more tolerant. <laughs> Agreed. Uh, last question. What is your motto? What is my motto? Um, I guess uh, it, bruh, I don't know how to say it in the future. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'll just make funny noises. Yeah, you can edit that one out. Um, I would say, like, don't be bored, but that sounds like it's the negative. So I would say it's like, be, it's both be interested, but also interesting. It's right, it's a two way street. You gotta, yes. for everybody to remain engaged, you've got to, uh, you've got to yourself, like make sure that you're putting interesting content into the world, but then True. you've got to stay interested in other people as well. Absolutely. There's nothing worse than a one-sided conversation. Well, or, <laughs> no, there is something worse than a one-sided conversation. Worse than a one-sided conversation is a conversation where there are no words at all, where everyone mm. is just sitting there bored and no one can think of anything to say. It's, oh, that is. Mm. Yeah, I mean, and, and that's like this... Um, Years and years ago. Yeah, here we go. One last digression. <laughs> when, when I was just, I, I tell you, you're going to have to edit the hell out of this to get it into an episode. Um, when I was first starting yeah, out, is, yeah. I was, um, there was this uh, captain I worked for, Don Nicholson, um, and he had worked on yachts for a long time. He had an interesting career. He, he, he explained that if I was going to work on yachts, and passenger ships and things like that. It's like, yes, of course, you need your Coast Guard license and you need to know how to run the ship and things like that. But he was not joking what he said, but you have to have this ability to chat at length. It's, it's kind of like the, um, it's kind of like what makes a good dinner, dinner party yes. host. It's yes. like, it's this ability to talk at length on subjects you know nothing about. Yes, yes. Um, you know, <laughs> yes. Or, or if you know a little bit about it and you know how to fill it out, you know how to draw exactly. the conversation out of other people. So yeah, it's, yeah, be interested in other people and, and provide interesting things back at them. 
You're providing interesting things because <laughs> podcasts, right? Well, I think that's a really good place to end it. You're absolutely right. As uh, the art of conversation, which is is not lost, but it can be it can be improved. Um, but I I completely agree with you. I think the there is an art to conversation. There is an art to being interested in other people, to asking questions, to engaging and presenting yourself as being interesting because each of us is interesting. So I I agree. It's something that I it's. It's something that I, I noticed when it's not there. Like if you're ever at a party and you kind of fall into conversation with someone and you walk away, you're just kind of like, oof, like that was yeah. kind of a slog. Like all they want to do is talk about themselves. And I'm genuinely interested in other people, which is, you know, part of the reason why we like doing this podcast. But, you know, but it's tough. You know, sometimes you like, you like, you ask questions, be interesting, well, be interested, ask questions. And on that subject, when is who, and I'd be happy to volunteer, going to turn the tables on you? No. <laughs> because <laughs> you, you've been doing this for a while and you've been in this industry and you're this catalyst for these podcasts. And I, somebody is going to have to, I don't know if it'll be Nick or somebody else, right. but <laughs> you, somebody definitely needs to turn the tables and have a uh, Aaron as interviewee yeah, instead right. of interviewer. <laughs> I think the last thing I need is to talk more, but <laughs> well, on that note, let's uh, thank you, Andy. This was a lot of fun. Uh, thank you for taking the time. This was uh, very enjoyable. Well, thank you for being so patient with my digressions. You're very welcome. Thanks for showing the interest. Absolutely, absolutely. A bark, a brig, and a schooner walk into a bar is a Tall Ships America production. Theme music provided by Kebab Studios. You can find us in all the usual places, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at Tall Ships America, and on our website at tallshipsamerica.org. Send us your sea stories or drop us a line at manager at tallshipsamerica.org. As always, be sure to support your local tall ship. Thank you.